0: Welcome to another edition of First Word from First Church. This is Pastor Dave Buchanan at the First Church in Sutton. Please enjoy the
1: message, and may God bless you richly through it. Our scripture lesson this morning is coming from the Gospel of Mark, chapter 1, verses 29 through 39. And immediately he left the synagogue and entered the house of Simon and Andrew with James and John. Now, Simon's mother in law lay ill with a fever, and immediately they told him about her. And he came and took her by the hand and lifted her up, and the fever left her, and she began to serve them. That evening at sundown, they brought him to all who were sick or oppressed by demons. And the whole city was gathered together at the door, and he healed many who were sick with various diseases and cast out many demons for that is why I came out. And he went throughout all Galilee, preaching in their synagogues and casting out demons. You can tell since we're barely into chapter one,
0: of the the shortest and most succinct of the four Gospels. There's a reason we've got four, they're different. And Mark's considered to be one of the earliest and certainly one of the most right to the point. It's only got 16 chapters. And Jesus has just started his ministry he has just been in the synagogue in Capernaum and healed someone who was oppressed by demons. And he left the synagogue and probably went for Sabbath dinner, if you will, to Simon and Andrew's house. And as always, James and John, the sons of Zebedee, were kind of part of the inner circle too. So he's got the two brothers going to mom's house and two of their new buddies The Sons of Thunder they came to be called because they were kind of noisy preachers. And they go to Simon's house. Here's Simon's mother-in-law. And all right, we can make jokes about in-laws and whether families blend together well or not, but Simon cares about his mother-in-law, so this must be a good one. We hope it was. And she's laying ill with a fever. Now, there are words for fever of that time in the Scriptures that refer to some really nasty ones. I said gnarly viruses earlier. Well, they had a fever called a bone break fever that was common in desert areas that made it feel like your bones were breaking. And that man Simon's mother-in-law might have been really ill and really in pain. And they told Jesus, of course, they've just seen him cast out demons. They haven't seen him do a lot yet. There's a vibe there. There's a sense there. They say, Simon's mother-in-law is very ill. And no grand dramatics, no spitting in the mud, no waving of hands, no incantations of prayers, none of the shaking in the spirit that we sometimes see in television healing. He takes her by the hand and lifts her up. Fever's gone, didn't happen that easily for the bug I had recently, but did for Simon's mother-in-law. And she began to serve them. All right, don't think it's sexist because in that part of the world, hospitality is a blessing as well as a responsibility. I had the privilege of traveling in North Africa for about a week. Never drank so much mint tea or ate so many cookies, even office visits we got fed. But hospitality was part of it. We went to our, our host captain's house, and his wife took great delight in trotting out the children so we could meet them. This was in Morocco. And then, again, more of those almond cookies and more mint tea. A lot of mint tea. And uh, that was part of it. So she's back to what she would be doing for guests. Without another word, without a hesitation, no recuperation, she's up. And then they brought everyone to him at sundown. I remember, it was the Sabbath. He preached in the synagogue. You can't travel very far till after sundown. So as soon as the Sabbath is over, as soon as the roads are open for, for faithful Jews, here they come, coming to prison. We heard what happened in the synagogue. Can you do something for this, our loved one? And it says the whole city, So they're outside, they're near Capernaum, because he couldn't go very far on the Sabbath, so he hasn't left Capernaum. Good-sized city, and the whole city, probably the whole Jewish community anyway, of Capernaum is gathered at the door. Can you heal our loved one? Sick with diseases and casting out demons, and he would not permit the demons to speak. Because just like the one in the synagogue says, we know who, who, who you are, Jesus. We know who you are. Holy One of God, you're here to trouble us, aren't you? Well, it wasn't time for the announcement yet. Jesus is building the following, building the crowd. He's showing miracles fit for the ancient prophets and beyond. And casting out evil, casting out illness. I know it's easy for, for us to start pointing to psychology and psychiatry, and we know more than they did. You've heard me say that I have ministered to someone and faced, literally, demons. It's not common, and when it happens, it's terrifying. When I think about it, I'm still getting a prickle on my scalp to think about it. But for Jesus, and that was the only name I didn't deliver her from any demons, Jesus did. That name still has frightening power over evil. So he couldn't let them name him yet. So he's weary of this. This would tire anybody out. Remember, he's as human as we are, as much as divine as the Father. He goes out to a quiet place to pray. I love the T-shirt that says, Jesus took naps. Be like Jesus. Well, Jesus goes out for a prayerful break. Here's Simon. And it says the others, so this is his brother Andrew and James and John, the four of them. Ready to go. Ready to go. Listen, is that is that somebody praying? And they found him. They're all looking for you, Jesus. We got a crowd. Come on, it's 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 taking off already. We don't know what it is, but it's big. He said, okay. But let's leave Capernaum because they've kind of had a turn. And it says he went throughout Galilee preaching in synagogues and casting out demons. We know that from last week that the synagogue didn't have a regular preacher like we have a pastor here, that a president to run the synagogue and somebody else to maintain the scrolls in the building, and that if there were a guest rabbi, they put him on the spot. And I've, I've been in one church where they kind of did that and I said, do you have a message for the congregation? <laughs> Just thanks for the welcome. Didn't know what else to say. I was visiting and I found out I was a preacher and tried to stand me up and have me preach congregations aren't ready for that. Jesus was in casting out demons. We have trouble picturing that because we don't think in terms of the spiritual warfare realm in our modern culture very much. But when I speak to someone who's wrestling with or loving someone who's wrestling with, say, addiction, my mental image of addiction has Satan's claws dug into the person. Satan uses things like that. And casting out demons, what demons might they have been? Could it have been an addiction? Could it have been unfaithfulness? Could it have been family troubles? Could it have been bone break fever? Yes. And remember that the word in Hebrew, sodzo, to heal, also means to save. So the word for healer is the word for Savior, and the Savior is our healer. There's a line missing. Now, I'm going to show my age. Whenever I name a movie that to me feels new, other people say, that's old. Any other fans of Lord of the Rings here and of other Tolkien works? Okay, I'm not alone. Well, the problem with making those movies is if you've ever read the four books, which is Especially the middle book, The the, the Two Towers, is like a marathon read, it's forever. But in the return of the king, Aragorn, one they call Strider, is out looking for herbs in the woods, like, where's the king? We need him for battle. He's out looking for herbs in the hills. What's he doing that for? Well, one of the officers had been wounded in battle and was gravely ill and looked like he was going to die Aragorn went out and using the lore he had learned over the years of wandering the land, found the right herbs to make a poultice and heal the wounded officer. And they're marveling at it, the other caregivers who didn't know what to do. And they're still not sure he's the king. Remember, he'd been one of these rangers. He'd been one of these scruffy-looking wanderers. How did he know how to do that? And someone who really knew who he was said, the hands of the king." are the hands of a healer. That got left out of the movie, darn it. And it's such a wonderful thing from Tolkien who we know is a, a man of great faith and those are, are stories of faith. The hands of a king, the hands of our Lord Jesus Christ are the hands of one who heals and in doing so delivers and in doing so saves. So whether there's some kind of demonic Spiritual oppression, where one of Satan's minions is latched onto somebody and is causing things in life that, that really weren't good. He could deliver them from those kinds and that's almost harder than healing a cold. Well, if you've ever loved someone through that kind of situation, you know that's harder than medical healing. That's the kind of healer Jesus is. And the crowds drew to him and drew to him. It was early in ministry. They drew to him with need. And sometimes we are drawn to Jesus in need. We may not get the first thing we pray for. The healing, the deliverance from something. We can come to church and people say, I went to church, I prayed for it, God didn't give it, I ain't going back. God gives us the healing, God gives us the salvation. As God knows for us and as the time knows for us and we don't know what that's going to be. Frustrating? Wouldn't it be great to know exactly the words to pray that God would automatically heal? But wait. A few years after this story, Simon Magus, Simon the magician, comes to the disciples and said, Whatever these words are you got, I'll pay you money for them so I can heal people too. But if we can control God by formulaic words of prayer, who's in charge? Whoever has the words. God is in charge, He is merciful, He is gracious. Sometimes I I think, I know in, in my life when I'm praying to be relieved of something, sometimes it's the salvation part of the healing I need before the healing part. And sometimes God grants it and brings it along slowly. But Christ does come to heal and deliver. And as we hear the message and get to know who this healing king is, And this will happen in the story of the Gospels not many months after this one, that the people will gather to hear things like the Sermon on the Mount. They will gather to hear the parables, the stories, the blessings, the comfort, the message of God beyond an immediate need. Because when we gather or when we submerse ourselves in God's word through the Bible or in prayer, we don't know what we might receive. These people came to him knowing what they wanted, whether it was healing from, from blindness or deafness or, or cripple or some kind of demonic presence. They will come to learn in the Gospels, as we can come to learn if we listen, that Jesus has much more to say to us than even that for which we first ask. They couldn't foresee it. These four guys who came looking for him only knew that it was a crowd. They were trying to calm the crowd. But they will come to know a message far beyond that, that they will then in turn devote their very lives to sharing that message, as we can devote ours to hearing it, growing in it, learning it, and sharing it with others as well. Let us come to Jesus, even if we have to hang outside the door a little bit, for healing and deliverance in the ways that we need it as well. Thanks be to God. Amen and amen. Thank you for having joined us for First Word from First Church. We pray that God has blessed you in some way, in his way, through the message that we have just shared with you. Please join us again. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance over you and give you peace. Amen and amen.